What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Yuma Scene. Today, I am in the studio. I am in Orale Collective Studios and uh, a little bit of a facelift. Uh, we got a brand new couch that I have not paid my full debts to Jer yet. But uh, yeah, we got a new couch. We got this nice green, uh, I guess, mid-century modern couch. I don't know. It looked cool on Pinterest and Jer's sister had one. And so we bought it, dude. It looks cool. And I owe Jer 50 more dollars, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, welcome back to another episode of Yuma Scene. I uh, hope you guys are all hanging in there. Hope you guys are all hanging in tight. Hope you guys are having a good quarantine. Hope you're staying safe. You know, hope you're doing the things you're supposed to be doing, like washing your hands and washing your butt. But uh, just wanted to do a little podcast for the people. Obviously, I have been... Well, not obviously. I have been trying to limit my contact with people. And uh, unfortunately, that kind of includes Jer, which sucks. But uh, I've been trying to limit the people that I... Uh, am I covering my face here? No, I'm good. Sorry. I've been trying to limit the, the amount of people that I see on a daily basis. And um, uh, it's it's been uh, it's it's been weird. I hope... Uh, I hope all you guys are maintaining a little bit, and uh, I know for uh, my circle, it's been it's been a little weird, but thankfully we could all work from home, which is a uh, excuse me, which is a blessing. So um, yeah, we're just trying to stay trying to stay innovative and trying to stay uh, trying to stay busy. So, but I miss doing podcasts. I miss talking to people. I miss uh, you know miss being in the studio and having people in here and having good conversations. So. Uh, I'm working on doing some Zoom podcasts, um, but for the meantime, I thought, you know, why not do a little Q&A episode, uh, purely inspired by the slob on the pod, and uh, so thank you for the idea, Jordan. I <laughs> appreciate it, but I thought, you know, let's see what's up with the people out there. Let's see if they have any questions. It'd be a good um, opportunity to uh, to do a little uh, podcast, but, you know, I just miss doing this. It's been like a couple of weeks, so I just said, "Fuck it, let's just do one." So uh, I put the sent the bat signal out to the audience, and uh, thank you guys for sending out some questionies. And I'm just gonna rifle through some of these. But you know, before we jump in this thing, actually, we have all the essentials. Uh, yeah, actually, you know what? I'll talk a little bit about. Let me just let me just ramble on a little bit about this whole. Let me make sure I'm not peeking here. I'm not peeking. No. All right, gravy. I act like I haven't done this before, huh? Yeah. Um, let's just ramble about this whole thing. I, I had some thoughts before I got over here. I was super, I was super jazzed about this episode because it's been a minute. Um, especially, uh, this whole little setup is new, uh, having the couch, having this, uh, we had this, this, uh, this podcast arm since stoked and stroked and Jordan and I were idiots. We didn't know how to use it, but I knew when we had the couch and we had the bar cart, there was a way that I can do this. And I searched high and low for this arm. And I found it and I thought, what a perfect time to use it. And it works tremendously. It's great. I can move things. I can, I finally figured it out, Jordan. All you had to do is tighten the thing and it works. <laughs> but uh, this, this whole, I had some thoughts on the way here. It's just, you know, I, well, A, I want to do a podcast because I'm feeling real handsome today. I just got a haircut from my cousin, Gabriel. Thank you, Gabriel, for cutting my hair. And I just feel like a handsome bastard today. I even wore a flannel and I even washed my butt. Um, I wash my butt every day, successfully wash my butt every day. But, um, you know, when you're going to go do a potty, you got to look your, uh, Sunday best. And, um, 
Yeah. Took a shower today, put some cologne on, shaved a little bit, got a haircut, and I'm feeling real sexy today. So I thought, why not uh, share some of the sexiness with the world? Just kidding. I'm just, I just feel good today. So I felt like talking to people. Uh, I tried to do this episode once and it just wasn't working out. I just felt, uh, tried to do it from home and it just wasn't working out. I just wasn't feeling it. wasn't feeling confident. wasn't feeling great. Uh, there's good days and bad days of this whole quarantine. You know, like for me, even though I already kind of, well, not kind of, I already work from home. So, you know, you think when you work from home, people are always like, oh, you can just roll out of bed and get in your, you know, roll out of bed in your underwear and just walk to your desk and just start working. It's like, yeah, some days for sure. Um, but there's other days where, you know, I, I kind of do need a little, I need a little pick me up and I need to get up and I need to take a shower and I need to act like I am going to work or else, you know, that whole roll out of bed attitude will carry. So, you know, today was one of those days where I slapped myself and got up, uh, took, woke up, well, I woke up really early today. Did I? Yeah. Woke up at five today and did a little bit of hand lettering, uh, trying to practice that. Uh, especially during this quarantine, trying to pick up on old skills and, you know, stay sharp. And lettering is one of those things that is therapeutic. And also, uh, it's kind of my job. So trying to stay sharp on it. And, uh, and yeah, I was, did some work, shot some product shoots for old Rebel and Rove. And it was fun. And then had some had some free time. Well, actually, there's no free time. I made time because I wanted to do this podcast for the people and for myself. So, um, yeah, here I am. And you know, just taking a shower, <laughs> just getting up, taking a shower. And, and even though if I'm getting up from my bed, taking a shower and back to my desk, you know, the act of moving helps me out a lot. And even doing this podcast, it was it was interesting because I kind of missed a lot of things that we had uh, pre-quarantine, like, uh, you know, going to Cafecito and seeing my pals and, you know, hugging them and kissing them in the face. But I even have this uh I even brought my cafecito cup, my sippy lid, my sippy lid. I'm ah, tremendous. It's not cafecito coffee though. It's actually Stumptown, but you know I miss going to cafecito. I miss uh, I miss all my friends. I miss Ashley. I miss I miss Travis. I miss uh, I miss little Archie boy and Dylan. I miss HV. I miss all my family. I miss Yvette and I miss Steven. Steven's going to get mad because I said Yvette first, but I miss everybody. I miss Carr. I miss all my pals, you know, but, um, you know, we're all, we're all staying strong and I uh, hope everyone's holding up pretty well. Um, before I get in, I keep saying that before I get in just one little note, I just wanted to send my condolences and send, uh, good vibes and love to, uh, Luis Superboy and his family. And, uh, I want to say, uh, um, I'm sorry for your loss and, um, you know, like I said, just mad love and, you know, I hope you and your family hold up well. And, you know, my condolences from myself and the Umasine podcast, dude. Uh, stay strong, buddy. But uh just wanted to say that real quick. But um, just going to say I have all my essentials here. I'm very happy. I'm very comfortable. We got the couch. I got my cafecito coffee. I got um, hand sanitizer in case I say a dirty word. My wah. And baby Yoda's here. So it's a party. It's going to be a good party. It's going to be nothing but good vibes. And it's going to be a great episode because Baby Yoda is here. And if I didn't bring him, then Pete would message me on Instagram again and ask me where Baby Yoda was. I'm not going to let that happen again, Pete. So that's my little uh, intro spiel. So we'll go ahead and get on into this thing. 
So hopefully this thing doesn't cut out. I'm going to give it a shot. But um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Thanks, guys, for sending in all your questions. Uh, I put in... Um, I put a poll up on my Instagram and the Umacene's Instagram. I only got one person on the Umacene Instagram. Uh, so thank you, Macy, to sending that. So actually, I'm going to answer Macy's first because, well, if it'll let me. Actually, I'll do it last. Sorry. Because <laughs> I need the internet. And I'm using the internet on my camera and everything else I screenshot it. So let me get to these questionies. Again, thank you, everybody, for sending in these questions. I appreciate it. Um, I think we have, I don't know how much we have. Let's just rifle into this. I'm going to try to keep it at an hour. We'll see how it goes. I'm going to keep it medium and sweet. Let's see how it goes. Uh, let me check on this thing. And we are gravy. So first question is from, um, first question is from my boy, Big Pavito. What's up, Marcus? Thanks for sending in your question, dude. His question is, is it fun creating a series of prints to give out? Is it fun creating a series of prints to give out? I would say, yeah. I haven't done it in a really long time, but um, for me, every time I've created prints, um, it's usually during like the holidays. Um, I'm not like a tremendous artist like Mark is. Like I'm sure Mark can put any of his pieces of work up and sell them and make mad money. Um, usually I do it for like Mother's Day or I don't think I've done one for Father's Day. Valentine's Day, I've done one. And uh, I had a running streak for making um, Christmas cards. And it kind of just stopped last year. I didn't I didn't make enough time to do it, um, which was my fault. I'm an idiot. But um, yeah, dude, I think it's awesome. I think it's so much fun. I think uh, when you're as talented as, you know, as you are, aka Mark, you know, you got to share that with the world. And, and it's, I know personally as somebody who's made prints before it's kind of it can get a little skeptical at first because you don't know who will buy it and you know who's going to support it and you know you spend all this time making this art and hoping that people will buy it and you know it can get kind of scary but um i know somebody like marcus you know you'll have no problems with that at all but from my experience um i think it's super fun not so much that you know not so much in the sense that it's just fun creating. It's cool to create. And then if you create something that other people like, and then in that process that results in prints, I think that's super fun. I hope that answers your question, but I, I think that's what it comes down to. I think I was trying to make it more complicated than it really should be. But I think when you're just making art and you know you got people reaching out to you, you're like, hey, I would love a print of that, or hey, that'd be sick. I think just the, just the act of making art and having people admire it to the level that they would want a print of it is super cool. So I think, you know, the act of making those prints is super fun because, you know, especially if you go to an old friend's house, if it's an old print, you see it up on their wall and you're like, holy shit, I haven't seen that in forever. It's ugly. Take it down for sure. Um, but, but yeah, I think it's super fun. I, I haven't done it in a long time, but I probably should. So thanks for the idea, Mark. <sighs> thanks for the question, Mark. Uh, I hope that answered. I hope that wasn't terrible. Question number two comes from, oh my God, I can't even, yeah, still adjusting to this. Question number two comes from Skate Kyra, Skate Kira, S-K-A-K-I-I-R-A. Thank you for the question. Um, it is, what is the whole idea slash foundation 
of MG slash Yuma scene? How has skating affected you? So it's a little bit of a two-parter. Oh, shit. Hold on. Alrighty, I'm back. I'm sorry. Uh, need a producer, need a producer, need a producer. Need money, need money, need money for all these things. So I'm just going to do it by myself. So bear with me, people. Uh, I had to go to my my uh, photos to see shit. And when I go to my photos, my you guys don't give a shit. Sorry. Sick. All right, real fast. Um, What is the whole idea slash foundation of MG slash you must seen and how has skating a how has skating affected you it's a little bit of a two-parter i'll do my best to answer this uh first part what was the whole idea slash foundation of mg and you must seen well that's a lot of different things mg and you must seen um that's actually a good question i'm just figuring out how to answer it the best um the whole idea slash foundation of mg and you must seen Hmm. Well, you know, I can speak from, I wasn't like one of the originals of MG, but goddamn, am I thankful to be part of that group of group of guys. Um, when I joined MG, it gave me, you know, just like anybody's group of friends in, in high school, you know, it gives you, gives you, uh, it gives you like-minded people to be yourself around. You know, when I, I grew up, and uh, I did actually didn't skate till like junior year of high school. Like I started late, and um, it was and all my best friends skated too. Like my best friend Jose and Alex, like they skated. I've known them. I knew them freshman and sophomore year, and they always skated. And I wasn't down for not that I wasn't down for skating. Like it's always been around. Jordan skated when we were kids. It just never caught on to me. I was always like a big baseball head. Like I seriously thought I was gonna go to college for baseball. Well, I didn't think I, that was the goal, and it didn't happen. But because I found skating. Well, no, probably because I sucked. But, you know, I, I started skateboarding and I met these these awesome dudes, like these these welcoming and these hash and awesome, I said awesome twice, but these really cool, uh, this really cool group of dudes that um, that Jose and Alex skated with. And, you know, MG was just that, that band of brothers that were just, they'll do anything for you. Like I grew up, growing up with them, and learning how to skate with them and learning, you know, the the art of brotherhood through trials and tribulations, good times and bad times was something that was awesome. But one thing about those MGs guys, you know, they always got your back through thick and thin. You know, stuff happens, life happens, and, you know, unfortunate things happen and life gets in the way. But, you know, I still love every single one of those MG guys and I'm thankful for this, for you know, the opportunity that they given me and all the inspiration that they given me, like if it wasn't for skateboarding, if it wasn't for MG, there would be no Yuma scene in all honesty, because, you know, without this whole, I would never have realized how, you know, how beautiful or appreciated how beautiful this art scene is in Yuma if it wasn't through skateboarding, to be honest, like through skateboarding, I met all these like-minded individuals, all these creative uh all these creative people especially at the skate park you know like big shout outs to ruben harmony like you know these amazing artists and you know people like crooked on classics and um like david and all them like all these amazing people from musicians to artists like it just opened up the door to these to all these creative people and i just appreciated them and the whole idea behind yuma scene was to 
shine some light on those people in any which way that I can. And whether if it's through videos, photos, podcasts, like that was the whole idea behind Yuma Scene is to, you know, share these beautiful people and, um, you know, and answer questions for people on Instagram for myself. But uh, that was kind of the whole, that was, I guess, the foundation of, of MG and Yuma Scene. And, you know, I wasn't the original, one of the originals of MG, but they adopted me like one of their own. And um, yeah, I appreciate those guys. And without them, there would be no Yuma Scene. So, um, to answer your second part, let me just say, this is fun as fuck. I'm having a great time. Uh, second time, uh, and I'm all by myself with the AC blasting. Sorry, Jer. Second part of that question is how has skating affected you? I guess I kind of answered that. Um, skating has affected me tremendously. It's given me, um, it has opened the door to endless amounts of opportunity for creativity. You know, growing, well, when I started skating, uh, I it opened up the door to photography on my phone. It opened up the door to videography. Um, and I started playing around with that in CTV. And at the time, I was skating a lot. And the only thing, you know, what I was invested in my whole life was skateboarding at the time. So I just started filming my friends skating. And that was all I did. And, you know, that opened up the door for what I have now is my career. And I'm thankful for it. And now I, I owe everything to to, to skateboarding. And, um, yeah, it's been, it's been awesome. Like the, the opportunities that the opportunities that it's given me, it's, uh, it's affected me in a, in a very positive way. So, um, and I still try to skate as much as I can to this day because there's something that skating does for your mind and for your body and for yourself that nothing else can really do. So, uh, except for maybe CrossFit, there's a lot of similarities, but we're weightlifting, but skateboarding alone has, you know, changed my life forever. So. I appreciate skateboarding and all the people and things that it's brought me. So skateboarding, if you're out there, big hug and big old kiss. Let me see. Question from my boy. God damn, Nats, we have too much. Uh, question from my boy, Kevin. How do you keep yourself motivated? Oh, Jesus. I wish I knew. <laughs> Thanks, Kevin, for the question. Um, let me see. How do you keep yourself motivated? <sighs> coffee for sure a lot of caffeine for sure but that's my that's my hipster answer is uh caffeine what keeps me motivated um i feel like i should have answered this like really easily but so oh nat got him dude i got him <laughs> it's disgusting hold on my girlfriend's probably like, go wash your hands for 20 seconds. So now she talks. She's probably going to punch me when I see her. Sorry, babe. Um, How do you keep, how do I keep myself motivated? Um, Failure. I keep myself motivated by failing a lot. Because when you always have the answers, there's nothing to learn from. And uh, when you're constantly trying new things and failing at them, you're learning. And uh, I think that's where I find I think so that's where I find a lot of motivation. You know, for example, lately, I haven't been lettering as much as I would like to or as you know as as much as I would like to. And same thing with skateboarding. I haven't been skating as much as I used to. and 
um, there's areas where I lack and things that I want to do. And, um, and so, um, knowing that, um, I can be a little bit better in those areas gives me inspiration. It makes me want to do them more, you know, because there's no way I can be as good as I used to be. Like we all know that from skating and, you know, anything that anybody does, you know, if you used to do something a lot and you're really dedicated to it, there's no way you can be just as good going back to it after a period of time. So, you know, for me, I used to letter a lot and I know there was a skill level that I used to be that I'm nowhere near anymore and I wish to be back at that. And every time I draw now, I almost want to throw up because it's not what I would wish it to be. But, you know, in order to get back, I have to practice every day. And same thing with skating. Like I went skating a couple of days ago and it was so much fun just failing again. You know, there's no better feeling than, you know, getting a trick that either a new trick or learning an old trick that you had and just getting it back. You know, it's just but all that comes through like failure. And that's where you find the opportunities to grow. And I'm frankly addicted to that feeling is, you know, I I forgot what book I read or what person I heard say, but it's stuck where finding something along the lines of, you know, failure is you can find growth in failure. I don't fucking know. I think I just butchered that. But I something along I've always I've learned to seek hardship and failing faster. Because the faster that I fail, the quicker I can learn and I can be better from that. The The more you shy away from challenge and the more you shy away from failure or always wanting to be right, you don't learn from that. So, you know, when you're surrounded by know-it-alls or surrounded by people that think they know it all, you know, that's, those are toxic people to be around and they suck and I don't want to be their friends. But I would say failure for sure. Um, I'm inspired by my own failures. That's such a dick answer. <laughs> Thank you, Kevin. Next question is from, sorry, I got to like do this thing. I don't have a new iPhone, so I have to like, you guys don't give a shit. Um, next question is from Oleka. You guys got some crazy names on Instagram. Oleka360. Great feed. Come check out my work. Oh, bro. Well, that wasn't a question, but I definitely will. So I appreciate that. Skip that. Let me see. Next question is from my boy Cacti underscore Roots. My boy Satan. What's up, Chris? Thanks for the question, brother. Um, he asks, do you still ollie seven sets naked? <laughs> Haha. Hello, old friend. What's up, brother? Hope you're doing good. I haven't seen you in a minute. Uh, puro pinchy good vibes. Funny story about Chris. Um, Chris is uh, one of my my eldest friends, and I miss him. And uh, he used to come to the house a lot. And he was like the one friend, nicest guy in the world, sweetest man in the world. He's got long curly hair, if you guys don't remember, if you don't know him. Long, beautiful curly hair. Nicest guy in the world. But likes the devil. And he used to come to my house all the time. And me being the loud mouth, I'd always, my mom hates like everything about the devil because she's Mexican and she's Catholic and it's just what it is. And uh, I would tell her when Chris is at my house that his name, that his name was Satan, just to be an idiot. <laughs> it, might, it would piss my mama. And so I would always just call Chris Satan. And over time, people just started calling Chris Satan. And I, I'm going to take credit. I gave Chris the nickname Satan. So now everybody calls him Satan. I don't know if his girlfriend does, but I do. 
And every time anybody's talking about Chris now, they just they call him Satan. So, uh, no, I do to answer your question though. Oh fuck! Oh no! Oh sorry. Uh, to answer your question, I do not still ollie seven sets. One definitely no ollie seven sets anymore. If you want to see somebody ollie a seven set, that's definitely Ezra because it's not going to be me anymore because I have hands and ankles that I need. And uh, definitely not naked. Those were the good days. <laughs> I feel like I don't remember that. Holy shit. <laughs> I don't remember jumping off of a seven set naked, but my memory does suck ass now. I don't know what happened, dude. I feel like the older I got, my memory just going. This is so good. It's that um that Stumptown concentrate. And uh, I thought having the concentrates would... Uh, I thought having the concentrate would make me drink less coffee, but it actually just did the opposite. It just made me more immune to uh, just coffee. So now when I first bought it, I can only drink like a little bit. And now I'm drinking way more. And it's just now I'm immune to caffeine. So now I'm just drinking a shitload. But whatever. It's probably what weed smokers feel like with wax and stuff. That's like the most I can compare it to. Oh, shit. I can't do that. Uh, All right. Thanks for your question, brother. Next question comes from jasmine mary uh first normal name how much wood could a wood chuck chuck if a wood chuck could chuck wood my penis sorry that was inappropriate hand sanitizer because i'm inappropriate yeah i don't know that riddle nor did i ever nor do i want to know but i appreciate your question jasmine thank you uh, let's see. Let's get a little burp, burp, burp. Sorry. Next question is from royalty underscore underscore. What the fuck? <laughs> Next question is from royalty underscore visuals. What do you recommend to stay motivated as a photographer? Why did I just read that like a robot? Royalty Visuals asks, what do you recommend to stay motivated as a photographer? Hmm. That's a good question. Well, everybody, I feel like everybody's going to be different. So what motivates me, probably not going to motivate you because I get motivated by. Mm, for me, it's it's life. It's the the life that I live around me. I've always. I have a bad habit of saying I always, so I apologize. From when I started photography, I've been inspired by life and the things that are happening around me. When I started doing photography, it was iPhone photography. So it was, you know, just taking pictures of the most random shit. Like I can go back to my Instagram feed. I've never deleted a picture on my Instagram. Okay, that's a lie. Probably. I haven't deleted most of stuff on my Instagram. Um, You can go back there fucking and look at old pictures of everything my entire life you can pretty much see since my first iphone and i remember my first picture on an iphone was christmas of this marshmallow snowman guy and that's what i'd like to take pictures of is stuff just the life around me things that i thought were cool and luckily that stuck with me for a year like the early years of my photography on the iphone and by the time I got a DSLR, those are the, just the types of things that I like to shoot. And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't uh, 
this was before, you know, big portrait photography took over and all these trends and all this crazy shit and shallow depth of field. And now everybody was obsessed with buttery backgrounds and all this shit. Before all that, it was about, you know, your subject matter, the things you were shooting and having, you know, this under just a, a little bit more, not necessarily a meaning behind your pictures, but, you know, just stuff that matters to you. And I guess for me, I it was always about memories because growing up, I was very fortunate to have parents that documented my entire childhood photo and video. And they weren't photographers necessarily, but the act of documenting my life was something that I appreciated because I get a feeling looking at those photos and I've always wanted to carry that same aspect with my photos. So with photography specifically, when I get into a rut, you know, I just grab my camera and, and shoot the things around me. And I notice that when I don't do that enough for myself, I start to lose. I just start to lose substance in my images. I'm not happy with what I'm shooting and it just makes my portrait work and, you know, my my client work um, not as great. So for me uh, to stay inspired with photography, I just continue shooting the things that I enjoy shooting. So maybe for you, that's something different. Um, but for me, that's life. That's everyday life. That's my, you know, that's my parents, that's family parties. And that's, you know, that's my life, the people in it, my friends. And, uh, you know, just the things that I enjoy. And not being afraid to post those things because it doesn't fit your feet or anything. And I know, you know, if you're a working photographer, it can be very hard to, you know, it can be very easy to pigeonhole yourself into this niche and, have a certain look and style to your feed and not wanting to compromise that. But I am a victim of that as well. And I'm trying my hardest just to say, fuck that and just put, put my stuff out there, you know, just because it's not necessarily for everybody else to look at, but it's more for me because the act of putting something out there is expressive and whether people like it or not, I don't really care. But just for me, just to share that with people or, you know, gifting your photography to people, um, is really fun like lately i've been doing a lot of books and prints and you know having a tangible thing to your a tangible photograph like a print is it's so sick dude i haven't really done it until late and i'm glad because it's been awesome but just um i would say shoot the things that matter to you you know if you got kids kids are a great one your family is always a good one but you know that might not be the thing for you. So just keep shooting the things that you enjoy and do it relentlessly. And, and, uh, yeah, just be you, dude. Just be you. Let's see. Thanks for your question too, by the way. And then I will, I will do your photo challenge. I'm sorry. I haven't got to it. Um, I'm, I tend to be, uh, the worst texter and replier ever. From my brother, Alexander underscore the great, what's your favorite song, song right now, and how would you dance to it? All I really wanted the back of my zombie are you all I really wanted. Get it shouty. I think I was humming one song, and then it turned into Get It Shouty by Lloyd. I don't know where that come from. Come from. I don't know where that came from, but th that's your answer. I love you, brother. Thanks for your question. This next one comes from my guy, Andy Con Conchola. I, I know his name. I don't know why I fucked it up. Andy Conchola Official. 
what got you into videography and photography? I think you know this answer, my dude. Just kidding. You definitely do, but I'll let everybody else know. Oh, maybe you don't. Uh, how did I get into videography and photography? What got you into videography and photography? Um, well, actually, I know exactly what did. So when I was in high school, I didn't have an iPhone. Duh. Uh, I don't even think I had a fucking iPad. Oh, no, I had iPods. But they didn't have cameras on them. And uh, I remember it was either junior or senior year. And, uh, and, uh, duh, duh, I need to stop saying duh. It was sophomore, it was junior or senior year. And, you know, you become a senior, you're coming up on your last year, your last years of high school. And you just need to take classes to fill your credits. And I was in a class with my friend, Bianca Villa. And she was, we, I don't know how the conversation happened, but I remember this, I have this memory of her suggesting to me, hey, why don't you try CTV? And I didn't even know what CTV was, which is weird because I spent four years at Cibola and I don't ever remember. I mean, I remember what CTV was, but it never just interested me. It was always just one of those things where was like, oh, the TV's on. Maybe I can start throwing shit now because I was a shithead kid. But um, she suggested, hey, why don't you try CTV? Like, you're creative. I don't know. She said that. I might have added that. She just told me to try CTV. And Bianca was, has always been a friend of mine. She was actually a neighbor of mine for a while until she moved away, sad face. And uh, she suggested to do CTV. And I was like, yeah, why not? So then I, I went ahead and tried it. And I was like, that looks fun. You know, at the time I was skating a lot. I was watching a lot of skate videos. And I thought, you know, maybe it'd be fun to, to maybe it would be fun to try this. So I don't remember, I don't have, I don't remember having this grand enthusiasm for doing it. I just remember being like, ah, all right. I may be wrong. Bianca could maybe very much be like you're a liar you were so hyped but uh yeah she suggested to try ctv and uh i tried it and it changed my life forever um i met some awesome people in there uh too big if i if i can find the photo i will put it right here right here i'll put it um because I met a lot of awesome people from Bianca to Andy to Macy to I'm sorry if I forget your guys' names and forget people in here, but I met a lot of really uh, awesome people in that CTV class and it opened up the doors for me to something that, you know, it just never stopped from there. So I think from junior, no, I think it was just senior year, senior year of high school doing CTV changed my life forever, started doing videos, started shooting on my friends. Um, I think that was the first time we ever had like skateboarding videos at CTV. Uh, you're welcome. And uh, just kidding. And uh, and yeah, it was super fun. And I got to use my shithead friends in the videos. Like <laughs> it was hard to wrangle all those dudes up and try to make them do things because they were just a bunch of shitheads. And uh, but it was so much fun. They they helped me out all the time. Like they were the shit. My friends were fucking awesome to this day. And uh, and yeah. Yeah, that's how I kind of started with both uh, video for sure that way. And then I think I kind of got into photo a little more um, around college when I got an iPhone, to be honest. I didn't really get into photography until I got an iPhone. And I started messing around with it because I had photography class in Cibola, like my sophomore year. And I was just a big shithead. And I just wanted to uh, uh, flirt with girls in the dark room, if you know what I mean. God, that's terribly inappropriate. Whatever, we're all adults here. There's no 12-year-old listening to this. <laughs> Thanks for the question, brother. 
Uh, next question comes from my dude. When I go like this and I try to read it, I go cross-eyed because I'm trying to look over the mic. <laughs> so I have to deal into these. Bro. Bro. Aldo Lemus, sorry. Aldo Lemus underscore says, bro, exclamation mark. Is this where you thought you would be at this point in your life? Thanks for the question, my dude. And no, not at all. <laughs> I never thought I would have all this. I never, I never even actually dreamed of it, to be frank. I didn't know what the fuck I was going to do when I was in high school. That was very aggressive, and I apologize. If you're listening to this in the car and you have kids and they were just like, and then they pick that up and they just start saying, I'm sorry. I apologize. It's happened to me before. I said shit and then, okay, well, it happened. Sorry, I just cussed. It happens. But uh, no, I definitely did uh, not. Let me read it again. I definitely, this is definitely not where I thought I would be at this point in my life because I never even thought this far ahead, to be honest. Uh, you know, when I was in, that when I did CTV, it opened up a new door for me because all oh, my whole life I've always drawn. Jared's gonna make fun of me because I say drawing and I still don't know what's wrong with it. I've always drawn like on backpacks, in black books. I did graffiti uh, in books. That was too much of a wuss to do it on walls. I've always just made art and that was my thing. Like, I don't know. I didn't know anything else. Like, nothing. I wasn't taught how to draw i just did it i was lucky and fortunate enough to have that ability and i just i was addicted to it so you know that's all i ever wanted to do and then i got introduced to ctv and started making videos and you know it just the addiction to create never stopped so when i graduated high school those people from the art institute came to sabola and they're you know they they pitched their thing and i was like well that makes sense like i didn't know what to do like i remember going to the art institute of phoenix I remember seeing the commercials on TVs and my mom was like, like she was asking me what I'm going to do for college. And I was like, I don't know, maybe architecture, like every creative kid. And, you know, we see this, uh, this, the Art Institute commercial on TV. And my mom's like, well, how about that? And I remember looking at it and thinking, sure. So we went to the college and we looked at it and I almost did animation. I wanted to make, uh, I wanted to make cartoons and stuff like that. And, uh, ended up getting talked into doing graphic design and whoever that advisor was, I thank ya. Cause I don't think I'd, I don't think I would have made it in animation. Graphic design kind of suit helped evolve me to what I am today, which is nowadays people want graphic designers to be a jack of all trades. And, you know, it's better to, you know, be, you know, I just never thought I would do this. No, absolutely not. And I'm very fortunate for the, things that happened in my life to lead me to this because I couldn't imagine doing anything else. I've said if all else fails, I'm going to UPS. They need another Castaños in that bitch. They know damn right they need a Castaños in that bitch. So I don't plan on this ending, but if it does, I guess it is my plan B. But I don't plan on that shit happening. This shit is not sinking. I will die for this shit because it's not... It's not, I mean, it's a little bit more common now, but, you know, I realize the types of jobs people have to work. And in order for me to do what I have to do, I have been very fortunate, but I have also worked very, very, very hard to do this. And I am working hard to try to maintain it because getting here is pretty easy, but maintaining this shit is hard. Trying to evolve and trying to keep up and trying to, you know, keep your work 
keep it work fresh and it's just it's a it's a hard balance i never thought i'd be in this position but i'm very fortunate to be and i'm very very excited for the future with this studio you know with all the opportunity in yumo working with all the locals like this is where i belong i don't belong in phoenix or san diego like i love those cities and phoenix helped me grow to be the person that i am but it only made me realize what uh, amazing what an amazing place yuma is and how special of a of a town this is and if you don't see that then you can just leave just kidding you can stay if you want but uh yeah no i i'm very fortunate and very happy for the position that i'm in in my life and i'm just really excited to keep this thing going so thanks for the question my dude um another question from my guy jboy underscore 1519 we shot his wedding shout out what's up brother thank you for the question um he asks what inspired you to be a photographer? Nice. I love I love all these questions. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. I never thought people would actually give a shit that much uh, to ask. But uh, I think I talked about it a little bit, but I'll go a little bit more in depth. Uh, what, inspired, what inspired me to be a photographer, um, I think, was just this dying interest to create. I think I just, you know, it was... The same evolution from, you know, always drawing and given the opportunity to try something new like CTV and videography. And then that happened. And then given the opportunity to uh, take photos in college, I think it was like through a class, to be honest. Well, you know, I got reintroduced through a class and I was taking pictures on my iPhone. And, you know, when you take pictures on an iPhone, if for those of you who shoot and are about the same age as me, I'm, I'm 27. No, I'm not 30 just because I have bags over my eyes and I have like the James Franco thing going when I smile. My girlfriend says it's because I don't wear enough sunscreen. She's probably right. I digress. What was I saying? Oh, no, I remember. Um, No, I don't remember. I just like. <laughs> okay, I'll just pick up from where I thought. Um, I think I was saying this whole this whole progression from, you know, it, it was this interest to to keep trying stuff and I did I had an iPhone okay I remember I remember if if you just started shooting photography around the same time that I did if you're like around 27 if you're a millennial pretty much you started shooting photography on an iPhone and when you shot photography on an iPhone going into like a, a DSLR was kind of scary because you have to like learn manual for anybody that gets a camera learning manual is scary because one of the hardest things to do when you get a DSLR is getting out of auto and you know if you're pretty, if you, if you got the skills down on an iPhone and you can take a really good photo, trying to take a good photo on a DSLR for a while is hard. Like there's a learning curve, and uh, and um, fuck, I feel like I don't remember this question. Oh yeah, and um, how did that inspire me though? Well, let me just finish this thought and then I'll get back to it. Um, you know, and then I guess learning that learning to get from the iPhone. Oh, okay, I remember. Just this 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 need to want to learn more. It it just never stops. So like from having fun on the iPhone and then learning a DSLR through having a class in college, like the addiction to learning just never stopped. So, I just kept going. And you know, it just led me to here and fortunately, there's a big need for photography nowadays and whether I mean it's endless from I mean you would know I shot your wedding, which was amazing by the way. Um, shooting weddings and portraits and everything, parties, product photography, like it just never ends. 
uh, it just worked out for me. And I never thought photo would be my career, but you know, it's part of it, but I just, um, you know, I guess the inspiration was just to keep learning and it was just fun. Same thing. Like just, I just kept shooting the people around me and I just kept documenting it and shooting things that I thought were cool because, you know, photo and design worked hand in hand and you were kind of a, a double threat and you had more tools in your bag as a designer, as a designer, not a designer, but a designer. If you can do more things and you can add more to your package as a designer and learning photography and being better at it only made me stronger as a creative. And uh, I just never stopped and it became a passion and now it's a career and I couldn't be more, more, more thankful for it. So thank you for the question, my dude. Um, let me see. I think it might be, I think I have one more from old Mace Dog. If this thing cuts out, I'm sorry. And I might have to do one more reset, but let's see. Logging on to Insta, Finsta, Instagram. Let me see if I can just read this real quick. Sorry. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Trying to log on this whole thing. This thing sucks. My service sucks. Damn, I feel bad. Macy, I promise I'm going to get to your question. It's the last one, I swear to God. Well, as that thing loads. Um, this is fun. Super fun. Thank God this couch is comfy. Because I can sit here all day and do this. It's uh, It's been rad. Been real, real rad. But I do miss all my fal my fals. I was gonna say friends and pals. Fals. My fals. Hello, fals. Hello, friends and pals. Jesus will shut up. All my friends and pals. I miss you guys and I can't wait to see you guys again. And uh, you know, uh actually as I get into as I okay, I was experimenting with Zoom and it's really not that hard. I just gotta do it. And uh I tried to do it with Steven, just didn't work out. So I'm just gonna try to, you know, I'm thinking about doing this episode where I just check up on my pals through Zoom and see how the quarantine's going. So maybe I'll be calling a couple of you guys. So let's see. Alrighty. Uh okay, I gotta reset this thing and then we'll answer the last question. Okay, cool. Uh in all transparency, uh I answered Macy's last question and realized I wasn't filming it, so <laughs> I'm a dumbass. So I just went to go pee real fast and now I'll answer it. But now I feel like I have a better thought out answer. So if this answer sucks, then I just blew it all overall. But um, to go back, uh, so Macy, Macy's last question, shout out to my girl Macy and her daughter Bree. Hi, Bree. Um, Macy asks, uh, Macy J. Jordan asks, advice slash tips for someone trying to grow as an entrepreneur, self-taught or design slash photo no design slash video sorry and then she goes on to say so talented dude mr ctv <laughs> thank you i appreciate that macy you're the shit uh macy was one of those people in ctv that i met and she's also very very talented and has her own youtube channel with her daughter brie go check it out but uh i like this question a lot and when i first tried to answer it i was very uh I didn't know how to answer it just because, um, you know, for me as a creative, when you're trying to be a creative entrepreneur, um, it's, it's challenging and it's challenging because 
as a creative, you just want to do the creative parts and the business part. It's hard to do a little bit of both. I found it. Well, at least for me, some people are great at it. Um, and for me, I find it's kind of hard to do both. And uh, I'm not great at the business part in all transparency, but I try my best. But, you know, through time, I be getting be through time. I have been getting better and better and trying to really nail down the business part of uh, of this creative field. So sorry, I keep looking at this thing. <clears throat> so for me, um, advice and tips for uh, a self-taught entrepreneur in design and photo. I mean, design and video doesn't matter. Creative field is um is to for me is to to stay inspired. Is to try your best to do the things that keep you inspired. And the thing about inspiration is it doesn't just <clears throat> it doesn't just come to you. It's not one of those things that creativity doesn't just sprout from your butt. It doesn't just it's not magic. It just doesn't it doesn't come from nowhere. Um, the thing about creativity is you have to. Am I squeaking a lot? I feel like I'm squeaking out of my nose. Sorry. Um, the thing about creativity. Sorry, I'll I'll redo this thought because I'm an idiot. So the thing about the thing about inspiration is um people think it just comes from your butt and it just comes from nowhere. <clears throat> but the truth of the matter is, you know. Creativity is, is not something that just comes. It's something that's earned. Creativity, you have to work on and you have to put effort towards and you need to um, give yourself the opportunity to summon this muse that you have within yourself. There's an amazing book that changed my life as a creative and that was uh, The Art of War. I forgot who the author was, but um, it's a beautiful, it's an amazing book and I recommend it to all creatives and what, what something that I took from there that was a big point for me was, you know, this idea of inspiration and um, the the act of summoning inspiration is to is to is to put forth the effort and put yourself in the way of inspiration rather than sitting there and waiting for it to come to you. So sitting down, putting in the effort, practicing the things you need to be doing and letting inspiration come that way. Like it doesn't come from you just sitting there and praying for it. It comes through trial and error and failure and, you know, trying things. And from there, ideas come and inspiration hopefully evolves. And it doesn't happen every single day. It doesn't happen every other day. Everybody's different, you know, it's just, but you can never get to it unless you give yourself the opportunity to collide with it, essentially. So um, for me, it's, you know, tips and advices on the creative end, because I'm not a great entrepreneur. So for me to give you all this crazy entrepreneurial advice would just be totally out of my league. And I'd be talking out of my ass. And then I'd get DMS from people saying I'm a terrible entrepreneur, which is absolutely right. But I have great friends who teach me, but, uh, as a creative, you know, trying to make it in this world as a, as an entrepreneur or a business owner, um, I would say is, you know, find your niche, um, find your niche, uh, try to be inspired because, things as a creative this world is going to evolve no matter what job you're in but it's constantly evolving things are always changing so you know try your best to stay inspired and 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 stay in love with the art of it and just and just have fun because and i know that sounds cliche and i know it sounds like cookie cutter but you know for me it's the best advice because in all honesty 
there's going to be days like in any job, but from my point of view in the creative thing, there's going to be days where you're not inspired and you don't want to do it. And actually a lot of days are just grinding, like just grinding your gears, trying to get what you need to get done. You know, some days you don't feel inspired. A lot of days you don't feel inspired. A lot of days you don't even want to do the thing, you know, and it's up to you to have that awareness of putting forth the effort to be inspired, keep trying, you know, keep putting in the effort and you know the days that you are inspired are totally worth the days that you're grinding your gears i i promise you that so um i would say i would say that is is to try to stay inspired and and try to stay um and just stick it out and just put yourself in the way of that opportunity and just show up every single day it doesn't need to be for eight hours you know it doesn't need to be for two hours just whatever feels comfortable for you just put forth some effort Every single day. I mean, as an entrepreneur, you're probably going to have to put a lot of hours. First, not probably. You definitely will. I don't know how many hours. I don't know if it's eight, whatever. I know it's just a lot. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. There's a lot of hours that need to go into this shit. Like, this is free time. This is me, you know. But as a creative, it doesn't even feel like work, though. You know, there's days where it's hard to make shit. Like, for example, like like I was saying earlier for this podcast, yesterday I really was not feeling this at all. I didn't feel handsome. I didn't feel sexy. I didn't smell good. I didn't shower. And I was trying to make this podcast out of my room and I fucking hated it. And then today I just grew, I just woke up with a new light. But yesterday I tried. I put forth the effort and I just I failed. And today I did not. Because I'm sitting here talking to you and making this podcast and I put forth the effort and I did not quit. And, you know, and hopefully this passion of mine to create videos and just this passion to you know, this effort for, you know, whether if this brings inspiration or not to myself or even anybody else, the effort towards the craft itself, um, helps the business side a lot because, you know, if it comes down to like, if you hate what you're doing every single day, then, you know, especially as a creative, a no one's going to want to hire you because your work's dog shit because you're not putting towards effort and you're not hyped on it. So, you know, stay inspired and keep creating and never stop failing. And, just uh, really keep your head up on those tough days because they are a coming, you know. And I know you personally, you have a child and she's very uh, vibrant and has an awesome personality. And I know the creativity there never ends. But I know, I believe in you and, and you know, any creative. Everybody has a different story. Everybody has a different style. That's why competition is kind of like a silly thing because everybody has their own style, their own way of working, their own way of shooting, editing, all that shit. So, you know. Anybody out there who's wanting to do this as a as a as a career, you absolutely can and you will. And there's no reason why you shouldn't. Just be you and keep doing what you do and you know, just keep putting forth the effort and the work will come. So um that was a really good question, Macy. I appreciate it. I hope I answered it and I hope I answered it good enough. But that's just what I can say. An entrepreneur, like a real entrepreneur or, you know, uh, uh just somebody else could probably answer it better on the business side but i'm not gonna act like i'm one of those guys you know i just love making shit and i love this life and i do what i can to keep to grow and and to you know make a little bit more money and you know now i have to think about things like family and you know i've always been a selfless person so like for me i can live with very little um a nice flannel here and there but you know when you start thinking about a family and, and other people it's you know how can you grow this thing and how can you scale that? For me, it's always been about this healthy scalability where you have your life and your work and 
you know, it's a balanced thing. And there's at times where you got to press the gas and you have to fucking wake up at five in the morning and go to sleep at two in the morning because something's due in a week or the next day. But, you know, sustain that forever is not right, you know, because then you lose time with your family. But then again, if you're constantly around your family 24-7 and you're never working and you can't make money and you can't feed the people that you love. So it's a, it's a balance and everybody's balance is different and, you know, life can get in the way of that and, and interrupt and, and, and shake things up a little bit, but everyone's different, but, um, you know, just stay inspired, keep creating, don't be afraid to fail. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I got. So that's all the questions. So, uh, I think I'm going to wrap this up now. This was really fun. I appreciate it. This sitting down thing, like this whole situation is way fun. Uh, thankfully, we got this couch. I owe Jared $50. Uh, so I'm going to have to like sell my hair or something. Or other bodily fluids. But um, thank you, everybody, for uh, listening to this episode. I have no idea how long it's going to be. But uh, I hope I answered all your guys' questions um, to your liking. Nah, that's very dickish. I tried my best to answer your questions to the best of my ability. I hope that it helps a little bit, and I hope it helps you guys. Uh, I like these I like these question um, episodes. Uh, hopefully, you guys still have questions later because I would love to do them more. Um, but I appreciate you guys for sending in your questions, and uh, um, it, it helps a lot. And thank you, everybody, for listening and supporting the show so far. Um, a lot more content to come soon. I'm working on the Zoom calls and then working on the Zoom podcast. So hopefully we can do that. Um, again, hope you guys are staying safe out there. It's a weird, weird time in the world. And uh, hope you guys are staying safe for not only yourselves, but your families and your loved ones. So love you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Yuma Scene. My name is Eric Canstanias, and I'm outie. I always wanted to do that.